You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody. What will be your Monday episode with your packed auto, packed insurance, post-game show of Locked On Browns. And for the first time in two years, I can actually say these words, your first pay, your first place, Cleveland Browns. Uh, we're going to get into this, uh, obviously, every nook and cranny of it. Your local experts on the biggest stories, Pete Smith, Jeff Lloyd, along for the ride here on your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Uh, Pete, offensively, I mean, look, everything was just kind of clicking today. We're going to get into this in every part of it. Um, one, There's just some things that stick out in my mind and things we've been talking about here where it's been a rough couple of weeks. What made Baker Mayfield great? Throw it to the open guy, regardless of who the open guy is. Hmm, that one seemed to check out a little bit. Uh, use your running game to set up your offense. Hmm, that one seemed to check out a little bit as well. Uh, then also, then you go to uh, just so many others. And for me, look, I tried to stay confident this week, and I tried to say somebody was going to get dunked on. This Browns offense was going to get their ha-has out on somebody. And here we are, and I, I guess it's happened today, Pete. So much of what made Baker successful is avoiding uh, leaving clean pockets, avoiding extending plays that ultimately would just get end worse and getting out of plays that weren't there. And after that, he basically just took what the defense was giving him, which just happened to keep leading to some big plays. They didn't, you know, it wasn't like a bunch of downfield throwing. He made some really nice throws and some accurate passes that sort of set them up, but for the most part, he was largely a facilitator, and that's really all they needed for this one, which hopefully, you know, when they do need him to sort of be the, be the man, it will help him sort of get back to being that guy. But it, it, it was a, you know, as far as 342-yard days go, it was a pretty easy 342 yep. yards. Um, you got guys involved today. Uh, you know, look, Ricky Seals-Jones, we had talked about this. Look, there wasn't much you're going to be able to do. Look, it's, you know, David Njoku's not gone forever. This isn't the case. This isn't how it's headed. Um, but find somebody who can give you some something out of the receiver position at the tight end position. This is what Ricky Seals-Jones can do. Um, so that obviously was huge. The other thing, Pete, is we saw a little bit more of the Freddie Kitchens that we all fell in love with late last year. Obviously, the, you know, I, I guess you're going to call it a shovel pass, but I mean, just the execution of it almost kind of looked basketball style, but just really well done. And Jarvis was fantastic today, and he was even more fantastic with the yards after the catch. And that one towards right before half, though, the one thing that was sticking out in my mind is the old Chris Berman from NFL Private, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Like it was just one of those, you knew he was eventually going to fall down, but that was all that was going through my head was the old Berman line. So, yeah, I mean, Jarvis Landry had his best game as a, as a <coughs> player, despite the fact he didn't make it in zone. But the thing is, so much of it was usage. Like, they didn't ask him to do things that he's not good at. He took a lot of short passes, some intermediate passes, some, you know, the, the traditional zone-beating stuff that he's good at, and he just sort of made the most out of it. So, like, on that play where he goes you know, 65 yards or whatever it was, where he's you know tripping and falling the whole way, 
he breaks an initial tackle and then it's largely just running after the catch. And, uh, you know, the reception that should have been a first down before the Browns ultimately went for it, got it. You know, he's, he's taking a very short, you know, tight end style pass uh, and just running through a tackle and should Big have boyed it. it. Yeah. He just ran through him and made the play. And then it was the same deal, unfortunately on the last reception, which caused the concussion, but it's the same deal. Like it was, you know, it's, it's a pass play, but really it was a run uh, on, that, on that sort of that option shuffle pass look uh, where he, he, he just looked, you know, good running to the sideline then tries to power it in and unfortunately got him with it. But, like, he had a, a massive day, but it wasn't like, you know, you felt like he was taking control of the game other than the fact that he was running really far down the field which is a credit to the game plan. But the hope is that when he comes back, I assume he's going to be out at least next week, which would be the first game he's ever missed, uh, is that's more of the style that you're going to see him play. He doesn't need to be like, you know, he doesn't have to get 165 yards, but those style of plays enabled him to be more successful, even if that's like, you know, six receptions for 70 yards, but like, five of those are first downs or whatever. He gets a touchdown or something like that's seemed far more logical in the, in the style they used him. And yeah, Freddie kitchens, they, they use some more of the creativity that he was known for last year. But part of that is because, you know, that stuff looks good when you're, when you're, when you're effective on offense and, and you can sort of do those things. Uh, I, I'm a little, you know, I, I know people are mad at Damian Ratley for dropping the ball. He shouldn't have, but really, there were like 30 yards in front of Beckham when he threw it, if he just pulled Man. it down and ran with it. But between that and the, that little uh, uh, play near the goal line that, that with to, to Landry sort of set things up. I mean, those weren't like huge things, but they were enough to sort of get, get things to where they needed to be and just continue to keep the Ravens off balance, which they had largely the entire game. Oh, and look, the other thing is you get a momentum going and everybody feels good with what they're doing. So, you know, it's like, all right, well, let's sneak this in here. And obviously, just as good as the offense is feeling, the defense for the Ravens at the time isn't feeling, you know, as well. I mean, the punches are coming and coming. And, you know, Nick Chubb, you know, this is the great thing about Nick is Nick is Mr. Consistency. He will get you what's there. He'll get you what's there. You give him a crack. Just the tiniest little bit of a seam. And I'll be honest, when it was, you know, they were only up six. And I was like, and, you know, you heard Landry was in maybe the protocol. You weren't sure whether or not he was going to come back out. It was like, you know, and then obviously you take the penalty. It's like, damn. All right. It's, it's, it was nerve wracking time. He goes around right end and I, 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 his time speed, whatever, low four fives. Pete, he, out of a cannon, this is, and look, you know, credit to you. This was your dude. You were on this guy for a while. I don't think people truly understand what a special combination of the type of guy Nick Chubb is factored in with the actual player and the impact he gives you. Nick Chubb is just one hell of a ball player. Right. Um, they did, you know, they did some, some stuff that was effective blocking-wise. For one thing, they had Greg Robinson down block, which he's way better at. Um, you got to see J.C. Treader. Uh, pull, which he's really good at, and sort of adds another element to the offense uh, because there's just not that many centers in the NFL that can do that. Uh, and that, that was helpful. You got some, some key blocks out of Kush and some of those things. And 
you got some big blocking out of a guy I've been crushing for a while at Farrell Brown, who was really good on some uh, initial double teams and then would go up and get to the second level, which helped, helped some stuff. But like on the 88 yard run, you know, Nick Chubb wasn't touched. Uh, it was just, he found the crease and he's too fast. In addition to the fact that he got some good blocking on the, one of the touchdowns, he, he showed off three broken tackles. That was um, just beautiful. Set up blocks on the other one. He set up a Joe Batonio block on one where he just sort of hesitated for a little bit before stepping outside and getting in the end zone. Like he showed, showed all of it and he's getting better uh, as a receiver on one of the screens, uh, you know, defensive lineman had a beat on the play and he caught it was just too explosive. They couldn't catch it. He's big. He's fast. He's strong. He just has all those things. And then he's got the intangibles like vision and patience and, he just has he just sort of understands how the position works and when you get him the ball you know this was a, a he wore them down a little bit in the first half and then just took over in the second half but when he's when he when, when you have a quarterback that's just playing well enough you have that type of running back you're going to you you have the potential to just dominate and that's that's ultimately what happened and and you combine all that with Nick Chubb and you put into the fact that he's the ultimate student of the game he's an exceptionally hard worker um, makes it a really easy guy to root for and certainly to enjoy his success. Um, and Pete, you put all of this into the scope here today, what this offense did, dropping 40 on this Ravens defense. Odell Beckham Jr. was there, but essentially a non-factor. Antonio Callaway walks back into the building tomorrow, and you know you still have Kareem Hunt coming down the pike four games away. But this is what you did today, essentially with Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, Ricky Seals-Jones, and Nick Chubb. And you dropped 40 on a team that all national media was all starting to go gaga over, over a couple of wins over some cream puffs. But, I mean, once you figure out how to combine all of this that you have weaponry, there's no excuse to not be dropping 25, 30 points per week minimum. Well, you know, this is why the expectations were so high is that you were able to do some of these things you did last year uh, with, with lesser talent on offense. So the, the assumption was, well, once you get these guys, you're going to just absolutely boat roast, boat race teams. And, and in some cases that, that just hasn't happened, but today you've you got a taste of that. But like Ricky Seals Jones seems to be the taking the Prashad Perryman role of sort of that guy who you didn't really expect to do much, you know, make, make becoming a featured part of the offense. Uh, you're missing a bunch of these guys, obviously in Higgins, you're missing Antonio Callaway. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're missing a lot of guys that can, can make, make this offense more explosive, but all of it revolves around how well Baker Mayfield is playing. And in this one, you know, he's not at the peak of his power in playing stretch because I think there's a lot more in there. But he was really – he was effective. And that's all it really takes because he doesn't – you know, when he plays in that mold where he just doesn't care where the ball's going so long as it's going to somebody's open or can make a play, then, you know, it's really hard to defend everybody because he makes you – he makes you to try to stop so much of the field. And there are things that need to continue to get better. Uh, there's some areas that still need to be cleaned up. But in general, it's just really hard to stop all that stuff. I mean, exactly, because you can only game plan for so much. And then when you got a Ricky Seals-Jones sticking it to you for a touchdown, 
or a 50. It's what do you want us to do? We can't freaking cover everybody. We can't stop everything. And you saw a little glimpse of that today. And obviously I am sorry um, to not even mention Rashard Higgins, but you talk about that. So, you know, if he's back this week, Callaway, Odell was barely a factor today. Oh, I mean, sweet Lord. I mean, we, I, we, I tried to tell you guys, somebody was going to get dunked on. This offense was going to get there. It was just a matter of when. And maybe now, due to the fact that a lot of them are young at the skill position, now that they've essentially seen the fruit of their labors and there's been some success, it's kind of like the woo-saw moment. Like, all right, we're good. We, all right, we knew we were good, but we needed confirmation game-wise that we're good. We're good. We're going to get to the defensive side of the ball here in a second. But with Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books. Go to Blinkist.com slash LockedOn, all caps. Try it for free for seven days and save 25% off your subscription. Um, guys, whether it's me, you know, uh, you know, we talk all the time. Look, you know, you guys know I'm married. I have kids. You know, we got activities. My wife works. Or you're Pete, who's got a job, and then you coach, and, you know, life has got demands on you. You know, some people wonder, why, oh, why do you guys record 8 o'clock at night? Because that's usually about the time Pete and I are walking in the door. Where's that work into this? DoorDash. You get in at 8 o'clock at night, the last thing you're worried about is sitting down, trying to prepare or cook dinner. Um, you, and, look, we still got stuff to do when we get home. That's where DoorDash comes in, whether it's your favorite franchise restaurant, whether it's your favorite local restaurant. Go ahead, download the DoorDash app, whether on Apple, whether on Google. Go ahead, download it. Uh, use the promo code Locked On. Your first order, you'll get five dollars off of fifteen dollars or more. Uh, go ahead, use it. It's convenient. Look, you gotta eat. <laughs> There's just no way around it. You have to go the old Italian grandmother phrase. But you gotta eat. But look, I mean, at the end of the day, the last thing you want to do is have to stand in the kitchen for you know twenty-five minutes to a half an hour preparing some dinner. It's a long day. Um, or it's just a weekend, or it's a Sunday, and you don't feel like doing nothing, not taking your sweatpants off. Check out DoorDash. Like I said, promo code locked on. $5 off your first order of $15 or more. DoorDash. Use the app, Google, or iPlay. Pete, defensive side of the ball. And again, I'm going to go to it here. And obviously, you know, a lot of talent, but this wasn't a game where you got much of really anything out of Miles Garrett. Um, and he still played really, really well. And we had talked about this. Do not let Lamar Jackson beat you with his legs. The first touchdown, in, 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 the touchdown in the first half, obviously there was one big run that Lamar broke that got them down there, uh, the touchdown to Boykin. Uh, I don't want to hear that he beat Arizona. I don't want to hear that he beat Miami. And I don't want to hear they sort of stayed close with Kansas City. We're not really sure where he is yet. And look, guys, I've talked about this. You know I think Lamar is going to be a good, good player. But we're not sure he is a good, good player yet. He's got to prove it. That fourth down pass. Um, and Mark Andrews, look, you know, whatever. I mean, it's it, one of those things, guys. This stuff happens all the time. Mark Andrews got caught by the camera. The amount of time people spike helmets in frustration in the NFL is off the charts. which is bad for him that it got caught. But even still, Miles Garrett was close. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. And sometimes you got to, you know, you got to do a sight adjustment as a route runner going, oh, shit, Miles Garrett might be free. Maybe we're going to cut this route a little bit shorter. That is what it is. But, you know, no contribution really from Miles Garrett. You got to see Devereaux Lawrence and Chad. Look, guys, Chad Thomas, yes, he had a fumble recovery. 
he might want to check why Chad Thomas was also seven, eight yards down the field on that one too, because he kind of got shoved that far and he just happened to be positioned for the fumble recovery. Um, and then Pete, you know, Jermaine Whitehead, look right along with Farrell Brown. Look, we have given these two a lot of heat. Neither one of them done nothing. Jermaine Whitehead, obviously big boy pants today. No doubt about it. But Pete, our dude, <laughs> our guy. Um, and look for all of you who want to give Pete and I a hard time and, Oh, well, you're Paige O'Shobert. Go watch today. 17 tackles, a sack, a forced fumble. And I'm not really sure what happened on that last one with the penalty or whatever, but if they really, and it was a closer game, it could have been maybe what in the world really happened there. Did Joe actually have that ball? How did it work out? But Pete, the defense, you know, is long, the, the blueprint is there. You do not know what Lamar Jackson is yet. You've got enough. And again, no Denzel, no greedy which we talked about maybe wasn't the worst thing in this matchup because Carrie and Mitchell had better tackles. But the defense, they came today, and they kept coming, and it didn't stop. Well, it's – look, I mean, they they were effective in sort of clogging things up so Lamar couldn't really do as much running the ball. But so much of the Ravens – what issue was they, they, they were, weren't clicking on their own account. Like some of the passing was just off. Like Lamar would miss or receiver would drop the ball or something along those lines. And they sort of made themselves more one dimensional. And some of that is a product of, they have very young receivers and things like that. Uh, but it didn't feel like the Browns were necessarily stopping them all that much in the passing game, other than the fact that the Browns were consistently able to sort of at least, rush and pressure Lamar Jackson they, they got some hits on him uh, ultimately and they sort of regressed into into the offense they were running so much last year uh, where where it was so much of you know if you could if you could deal with their running game and the way they could run the ball from so many ways that you you would ultimately be fine and they were good on the ground they were able to do some things like that but that missing element where Marquise Brown really didn't do anything they didn't really, you know, until the very, very end, start getting some big plays to Mark Andrews. It just didn't, you know, it wasn't there um, in that regard. Oh, Randall, obviously, you know, uh, with sack early. But, you know, Jermaine Whitehead, this is good because, I mean, Pete, it was getting to the point where it was going to be a question whether or not he needed to be around anymore. But extremely active, seven solo tackles, an interception, and most importantly, Pete, no stupid 15-yard penalties. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that certainly helped. Uh, you know, you, you, there, there's some of that <coughs> really weirdly officiated. Um, it, it seemed like – I don't know if the NFL made sort of a proclamation, but it seemed like there was less of that in general. But nevertheless, obviously, that made a big deal, and, and the Browns were able to get off the field. But they had to get a couple of turnovers. They did. Uh, they had to get pressure on Lamar Jackson. They did that. And they had to be able to sort of at least – slow down their offense and at least make them work hard for it. And, and they did a lot of that too. So, I mean, the, the Browns defense largely did what you expect them to do uh, and have, have sort of create this track record of reputation for over the past month. Um, Deborah Lawrence, Larry Ogunjobi, um, Pete, just young guys just continuing to grow. And these guys, both of them now, and Lawrence, obviously we love what we saw over the preseason, was basically – a mystery when he came to the Cleveland Browns and not much from him last year as, you know, he was uh, recovering from ACL surgery. 
But Pete, he's got a, he's got a really really good quick first step for a kid that's probably packing about three fifteen or so. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's just difficult to to when you're that big and that strong and that fast, and you're able to put body blows on a guy like that. You know, it's ultimately going to make an impact, and that, that's sort of what happened. And then you add in the DB blitzes and some of those things, and you know, it, it, it gave him some problems. And again, they ultimately caused two turnovers and the one sort of ended the game. Uh, but the, those, those, that was the, the, the one ingredient the Ravens hadn't really faced this year uh, with all of their offensive success. And that's, that's why, the, you know, that's part of why they're so good. You protect the ball, you're going to be successful. And we had talked about this. So they had not seen a defense yet like Cleveland's. They had not seen a defensive line yet like Cleveland's. And, you know, it's great that the offense busted out for 40 today. But, again, you're seeing a really, really good defense. Steve Wilkes is doing a tremendous job. And now keep in mind, you know, we don't have any idea where he is with exactly what he's trying to do game plan-wise because here he is in his third and fourth game of running this defense without a starting cornerbacks, without, you know, what was his, you know, obviously the big no game once had three safeties on the field, no Morgan Burnett. And these guys just come, and the the effort is there. Um, you know, Mac Wilson, you know, again, sort of a factor, and you can see him looking over at Joe, which you love to see from a young player when you're playing with a guy like Joe Schobert. So it's really impressive to see, and there's still more coming. And it just tells you, obviously, about the overall talent now on this roster. But Pete, I mean, Joe, I mean, this is this is a this is it's just a resume day from a linebacker when you do the stuff he did today. Yeah. Joe Schobert's great. Uh, and, and he, has I don't understand why anybody just pay the man for God's sake, freaking pay him. He, he's great. And the other part of that is that he's the only great linebacker they have. Mac Wilson was pretty, you know, inconsequential. Obviously he's a rookie and it's, he, it's tough for him to play in with this. He's not really built for this particular type of game. Uh, but, you know, he's a rookie and, and, and he's, he's uh, you know, had some struggles, but Schobert had to be good and he was. And, and he continues to be just a, a reliable, solid player. And, and obviously the way the Browns are playing defense, they need him to be effective in order for him in, in, in making the calls and all those things with all the different things they're doing. And, and I think he is critical in that realm too. It's it, it's just it's nice to see. Um, look, Mac Wilson. Look, in these games, you get a little more amped up. This probably would have been a better matchup, Pete. Honestly, um, as far as the way the Ravens run their offense for Sione Taki Taki. It it certainly feels like that would be the better matchup going forward. Um, you know, obviously the hamstring was big, uh, in 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 you know in hurting his development. I have no idea where he's at as a player yet. Uh, clearly the Browns think Mac Wilson is ahead of him, but it, it really does feel like in, in this particular matchup in particular uh, that that he – that Taki Taki is the more effective player because he's more downhill linebacker. Like he'd be more effective for dealing with uh, Mark Ingram in the hole and those type of things and taking out some of those blocks. But he can also do some damage to Lamar Jackson uh, in terms of what, you know, he, he can do. And he's obviously a guy who can hit and do those things. So – uh, I, I'm hoping he gets to a point maybe by the second time they, this, this matchup plays out that he's ready to sort of contribute because he does feel like he, he's far more useful in this particular uh, 
rivalry, this matchup, this this dealing with Lamar Jackson? It, it it just makes more sense. And look, you know, Ingram Ingram's load. I mean, you know, he, he's you know him and Nick both. I mean, both about two thirty or whatever. Um, one a little bit maybe more thick there because I mean they're going to continuously run between the tackles with those, and and you got to be ready for that in that aspect. Uh, we'll get the special teams. We'll get to your packed auto player of the game and some other things here. A um, couple more things we got to do here as far as taking care of the advertisers, which we're so appreciative. Um, today's Lifetime Browns is sponsored by Packed Car Insurance. Here's a question I've always wondered. Why do you have to pay for your auto insurance when you're not always using your automobile? Makes no sense. Well, with Packed, you can pause your car insurance when you're not driving it. That's right. Pause your car insurance right from their easy-to-use app. Pact is a top five car insurance app because you can get a quote instantly, change your policy for free, and now pause your coverage. Uh, available on both Google and obviously on iPhone. I'm sorry, Android, Android and iPhone, Google, Apple. Go to PactAuto.com. That's P-A-C-T Auto.com to get a quote and start imagining the pause abilities. Pete's going to hit with the blue chew, which maybe the Ravens are going to need tonight. Well, I mean, I suppose both sides could use it. Uh, Browns fan to uh, celebrate the win and, and Ravens fans to uh, get over it. Uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, blue chew, uh, obviously that's, that's blue like the color blue. Blue chew brings you the first chewable and the same FDA-approved active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Uh, they'll take care of you in terms of making it easy to get a prescription, uh, discreet shipping if that's what you need. And uh, you can uh, put in the promo code Locked On to have them help you out with that. Uh, and, and uh, you know, Jeff probably liking his chances and, and will need the uh, assistance of Blue Chew if he's fortunate enough to uh, get that 175 batting average to uh, come through for him. But nevertheless, uh, Blue Chew, uh, make them a part of your sort of uh, after-game routine, as, as it were, uh, so you can uh, please the spouse so she can uh, continue to make you happy. I prefer the 200 line, Pete, the Mendoza line. Um, which may not always come through to fruition whatsoever. Um, but obviously, always appreciate anybody uh, willing to uh, sponsor the con- uh, the podcast and, of course, the Locked On Network. Pete, the specials. Look, uh, Austin Seibert, other than one mi- missed extra point, to this point, I-, I-, I don't see anything to complain about. And look, you know, whether it was a question of whether or not he technically beat out Greg Joseph in, in the summer and got the gig because he was drafted player, to this point, he's taken the gig and ran with it. Um, so, so we're, uh, we're going to ask you on those, but another one, I don't care. Even if you're somewhere near the goal line, whatever team you are, just take the freaking touchback. It's so pointless. And you look, you know, Callaway comes back tomorrow. Um, Rashard Higgins waiting in the wings. I, look, I don't even know why Taiwan Taylor is returning kicks to begin with, but that may be an experiment. If we've moved Whitehead and Farrell Brown off of the hot seat, Taiwan Taylor's roster spot is certainly the one now that's on the hot seat. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, they 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 do a great job on kick coverage. Uh, I I know Hodge really- is a fantastic player. I'm special, I, I at least. I don't. I don't really think about Austin Seibert, which I suppose is the greatest compliment. I just sort of assume it's going to go in as far as <laughs> that's what we always think about kickers. Is you should never have to talk about kickers, uh, which is good. I mean, that's that's fine. But kick return is just awful, and they they they, can t- they can start so many of these uh, drives on, on like on their 15 yard line when they could <sighs> literally just sit there and, and start at the 25, which just seems embarrassing. So, you know, that that's an issue that has to get dealt with. I think it's simple enough just to not do it. But uh, if they are going to do it, they have to do much better than they are because it's not it, – It's right now it's a tax on the team as opposed to something that, that is beneficial. Yeah, look, I mean, uh, you know, the specials, for the most part, they're playing well. Um, me, we both agree. Like return game now, it's 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 like a literally it's literally a freaking lottery ticket. Um, if you're good, you don't really need to gamble. So just take this stinking knee, give the team the seventy five yards. Don't put them where you know they're huddling up and they can peek back into the end zone behind them and realize, well, all right, we're not really afforded you know afforded any liberties here as far as anything of that nature. It just just take the freaking knee. Put the Ernest Johnson back there. At least he was intelligent enough to do that. Just that, that, that's got to stop. Um, if you're going to get the 25 yard line for free, just freaking take it. Pete, uh, anything from the game today before we get a couple of things other in here that we haven't gotten to yet that you want to get to? Well, I mean, look, you, you go on the road and you, you tally up 531 total yards of offense and score 40 uh, on, 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 when you were a touchdown underdog uh, on the road against a team where you win the game and now you take sole control first place thanks to the tiebreaker. Um, you know, there, there's all those things that sort of the people who have been, you, you know, one, one game, one afternoon, of, one, one afternoon of noon of football, all the people were saying, well, the Browns are in trouble. Freddie Kitchens should be in trouble and all of that, you know, changes to, well, suddenly the Browns look like the team they were supposed to be. Now that everything, you know, everything's magically fixed in the course of three hours. And, and this is the nature of the beast. It's a week-to-week league, and everybody wants to make proclamations after every week. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's where this thing's sort of at. Look, I mean, uh, for you and I, this is kind of what we expected. This is what we saw today was the product we, were thought, we thought we were going to see. There's still more coming. It's, you know, it's like a Sunday dinner. Yeah, I mean, one, one plate, one platter is on the table. There's still more coming. And uh, you know, for me, look, you know, I, I had told you guys I was oddly confident about this. And I had mentioned last night, you know, I was talking with Stephen Thomas and I was talking with Jake Burns. And I was like, I'm really oddly confident about this. I didn't know what Baltimore was yet. Um, I knew what this Browns team was capable of. And that's what we got to see today. And it's it's just a glimpse, but look, you got to go to work. You got to come in week in, week out. Um, the worst part for Pete and I is we're going to go back to another Monday night game, which stinks because they're late. But you know we enjoy doing. So there is that to it. Um, the packed auto, um, packed insurance player of the game. This one was a tough one actually. Uh, it could have got a bunch of ways, but um, if I'm going to take this and what was the backbreaker of the game and what finished the game, it was Nick Chubb's 88-yard touchdown run. There's no way around that. So your packed auto, impactful player of the game. Congratulations to Nick Chubb. Uh, Pete, I'm assuming you're going to have some work to do tonight over at Maven. Well, I mean, I, I posted the quick 
reaction of the game. I'm sure there's more stuff that I'll, I'll get into, but yeah, um, we'll be working, especially as you know, we got to see what, what else happens with the division um, going forward. So yeah, there's a lot to sort of look at and, you know, for the right reasons on offense, get to see all the things that are working as opposed to talking about, you know, what has to get fixed. Uh, no doubt about it. And um, Pittsburgh's yeah, Cincinnati Monday night, the battle of two zero and three teams. <laughs> Congratulations, Monday Night Football. I'm assuming that one's not going to do. I'm assuming that one's not going to do very well. Um, obviously, Pete's work, all of it over uh, Browns Maven. Uh, go to si, click on Cleveland uh, click on Cleveland Browns, and you'll find a way to stuff that uh, Pete and obviously now his team are getting to. So you can get some stuff over there. You know, obviously through the SI app, and uh, you know everything that's going on Browns Maven. And look, guys, you know. It's always we got to work regardless, but the work is a lot more fun. It's a lot more rewarding when you have faith in it, um, when it's winning and it's doing what you think it's going to do. So that's great in that aspect. Um, make sure you're following Pete at underscore Pete Smith underscore the show itself at Locked On Browns all lowercase. Uh, follow back account as always. DMs are always open. Questions, comments, things you'd like to put on the show, whether you love me or hate me, whatever. Send it over there. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, just a fun day. And this is kind of what we thought this team could be and where it's going to go. Um, two and two. Yes, sure, you'd love to be better. But you are now, you're in first place. And as Pete said, you hold the tiebreaker right now. So as ugly as a couple, some things here have been through this first month. On to October, they are first place in the AFC North. Monday Night Football headed out to play the San Francisco 49ers. And obviously this victory today where you dropped 40, defense looked good, offense looked fantastic. Not all your players were essentially players. So great to have in that respect. Uh, we're going to put a bow on this one here. Obviously we'll have a big week coming, PFF, everything else, you know, all the other shows. We'll get to a bunch of stuff this week. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Browns, big winners in Baltimore. Your first place. Cleveland Browns. Let's go Browns.